0: Welcome back to the Star Tribune's Talking Preps podcast. It's a Very exciting time of year. It's the Boys Hockey State Tournament. It's really, I think, it's our signature tournament out of Minnesota high school hockey. But I'd be curious to get the opinion of a man who's won three of them at Benilde St. Margaret's. Mr. Ken Pauley, how are you, sir? Uh,
1: I'm, I'm doing well. I would, uh, I'm would. i a pretty easy audience wow. to right. preaching to the choir, but I think it's the signature event as well. So... I'm with
0: you. Well, let's uh, let's break this thing down. We start Wednesday at at uh, everything's at the XL Energy Center. All the winners bracket games, and we start Wednesday at 11. We've got by single way up first that day in those quarterfinals. We uh, you know are just a couple of humble city. It's we, we don't have, <laughs> we don't have as much uh, knowledge as of all the teams uh, coming from here, there, and everywhere. So we'll do our best, uh, but, but right up. Out of the gate as a team, we do know well because we see them all the time down here. Number two seed Hermantown against Laverne. What do you? Uh, what do? You, what's your thoughts? Did you see uh, Hermantown at all this year?
1: Oh yeah, we saw a little bit too much of them because they kind of kicked our butt when we went up there. But um, no, they are uh, they are absolutely um, the real deal, regardless of what class you're talking about. So I am. Um, I, I hate to say it, but I, I really feel sorry for Laverne. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, it's a tough draw out of the gate. That's it, a- it
1: is It is a tough, it is a tough draw for those kids. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, Hermantown is basically, they're just, they can compete at the A or AA level. They're, they're really, really good.
0: Mm-hmm. What is it that you, what is it that got, you said you had a tough time with them. What did you, what got you, what do they do well?
1: They transition very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, uh, yeah. they get the puck and they want to go and they just do. And, yeah. and it's very difficult to defend that. And I think that, A lot of Class A teams, um, especially in a a venue like the state tournament or an event like the state tournament, they're gonna have a real tough time. A real tough time with that, and they have real and and they have real good depth for a Class A team as well, David.
0: Sure. Yeah, they've all. Yeah, they've all. It's been kind of their signature uh, in all these many years of of uh, going to the tournament. They are the defending champions, so uh, here we go with with uh, with that right out of the chute. Followed then by about 1 o'clock puck drop, roughly, number three seed Matamedi against Alexandria. You saw Matamedi. I talked to Jeff Pochel, their head coach, just on Sunday, and he was going through the season, and he called that his team's victory against your team a signature win for them. So, unfortunately, yes, you saw <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> Unfortunately, it's on the wrong side of the, the win-loss results. But what what impressed you about Matamedi, and, and do we have any – Intel about what Alexandria can bring to the party.
1: Well, I think you'll have to stand in line with how many teams had a signature win against us this year, but um, the, I uh, what stands out on them is they have a couple really, really, really um, high end forwards um, and the goal t- and the goaltender is very good. So, um, you know, Jeff has always built this team from the goalie on out and he's always had good goaltending. And, um, and that actually came in, uh, that certainly came to play when we played them. But um, he, 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 they don't have the depth of a Hermantown. Uh, but once again, um, with TV timeouts, that that will uh, that makes them a bit of a dark horse in the Class A field. So I see them as a very strong team. They can roll out a line that very few Class A teams can match.
0: Very good. I was talking to the Alexandria coach, and he said that you know they started really awfully. I think they were zero and seven or zero and eight right out of the shoot and then. They, uh, they never, they got a little bit on a roll, but not really until about January. And then they started playing better and they had returned a lot of players from last year. So they were not expecting to have any slow starts or slumps or anything like that. But he said, now I feel like we are back to playing our game as we kind of thought we might all year. You know, we, it, it took a little bit to get there, but we got there and we're, we're feeling good coming into the tournament. So that, that's, that's what we know about, uh, about Alexandria. Yeah, well, it's a good time. Good time for him to be feeling good about it, I suppose.
1: Yeah, that's right. In the <laughs> evening, uh,
0: number one, War Road, undefeated number one, War Road playing St. Cloud Cathedral. I th- I've i said it different places. I think War Road has really been having a charmed year. Uh, they were second, of course, in this tournament last year. So they've got some, some motivation and you've also got tremendous players and Jason Shagabe in particular, uh, Hampton Slokinski in goal. Uh, they have, They really, and they have other guys with them. It's, it's certainly not a two man show. And I just feel like everything seems to be kind of breaking Warroad's way this year. And it wouldn't surprise me if, if they finished it off with a championship. But how do you see that quarterfinal?
1: I, I, I think you, I think you're dead on. I, I think Cathedral's got the same tough draw Laverne does. I mean, uh, I mean, duh, Warroad and Hermantown are the class of the field. And, uh, you know, Warroad, you know, that, uh, I I I think the one of the problems with the uh with the goalie situation is it, it's you know, Ingman of Wyzetta, I think he sucked the oxygen out of a lot of the goalie talk, but there's a lot of good goalies around. Um and Warroad, uh Warroad has one of them and they've got the team in front of them to match. And uh to your point, David, that's what makes them so 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 deadly.
0: <laughs> and in the nightcap, we have number four seed Orno and number five seed Northfield. Very much a wash as far as experience. Orno hasn't been back here since 2018, and it was 2017 we last saw Northfield. And what you know that leads me to another question: Is there such thing as, as an overrated or underrated part of uh, an aspect of a team, and how we should measure their potential for success? Are there things we've been saying over the years that have kind of lost meaning because this, you know, this um, maybe this experience thing or this notion of revenge? Isn't really what drives the bus for teams. Uh, is there anything we you know we need to or cliche or a point of view that we need to retire? And is there, is there another aspect that we should always maybe be giving more, putting more weight on as far as to value or, or uh, project rather how a team is going to succeed or not at the tournament?
1: Well, I, I I do I do believe that the the experience at the state tournament is something is really is overdrawn. Um, except when it comes to the coaching staff, for the players, I, I mean, I think you can come in there with a team that's never been there and win it all and be very comfortable. Um, you know, I've had the fortune to go to five state tournaments, but I haven't, I haven't been there for quite some time. But at the same time, the teams that I've had there have done very well and did not have a history of being there. Um, and so, and our kids just didn't miss, didn't miss a beat. So I think it really depends upon the coaching staff's approach. I think that experience thing can become an issue, David, if the, if the coaching staff doesn't embrace the right mentality. So I, I do think that's overdrawn. The other thing that I think is overdrawn is, um, is the strength, is the strength of schedule. Um, I, I think that if, a if a team has five or six good game, good test games on there, I just think all that gets thrown out because, um, it's such an artificial atmosphere, um, and I, I'm sure you've, t- I'm sure you've talked about the TV timeouts before, but I think that's one piece that people don't talk enough about because I think the TV timeouts really change the dynamics of the depth factor.
0: Hmm. That's uh, yeah, that's uh that's a good point. I'll, I'll, I'll make that. And I, I've heard it sometime like the last time I, I remember talking about that at any real uh, detail was Trent Klatt when he came down with, that Grand Rapids team that won it in seventeen, he said we were basically a two line team throughout the tournament. He said I'm not proud of it, but the TV time timeouts afford you the uh, ability to be that if you need to be, and, and that they rolled that to a state championship.
1: Yeah, that's that's right. And what you do is you look because ahead of time you can see when the t- the TV breaks are going to come, and so you want to get maybe your top line out before that, and so you can actually you essentially can double shift them so you can. You can ride a top line or top defensive pair like Zorro, I mean, without a problem. Sure, sure. Very good.
0: Uh, switch over to class AA. Um, that begins on Thursday with those quarterfinals, of course, right back at the XL Energy Center. And we get right out, or we get right to it with Creighton Hall and, and Maple Grove. Uh, Maple Grove holding the two seed. What's your view of that matchup?
1: I am. Uh, um... I I I will I will confess to being a big a big Maple Grove uh, fan. I think that they are. Um, it, c- can you be underrated and be the second seed? I don't think so, but I but I think that they, for whatever reason, in everyone's rankings, and I know there's like you know three maybe three rankings that I look at. They were never like in consistently in people's top five. I don't believe Dave. I, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I thought, what's going on here? I mean, they they play such a tough schedule. Um Cretin, does that that has that high octane offense. Um and that that and again the, in their experience from last year, I think you talk about maybe underrated, overrated things. I certainly think having a bunch of kids who came back and had the experience that they had where they just lost control of that game is gonna uh you know factor into their to their benefit. Um but I just think Maple Grove is just so strong across the board. And I just uh I, I actually I should probably pick them to win the tournament, quite frankly.
0: Well, in some cases, that would be – I don't know if justice is the right word, but my God, Ken, how do you lose 6-5 in a state tournament two years in a row? What are the odds? That's insane.
1: Uh, it, it, it is insane. I, I, I'd like to find out those odds personally, but they uh, – <laughs> <laughs> no, I. It, but that's that's a heartbreak. I mean, you can kind of look at some of those uh, – some more heads, better teams. They had kind of stretches there too, right? Where they just get there and couldn't quite break through and had this heartbreak after that heartbreak. And I got news for everyone. You can have heartbreaks for long stretches of time and that can happen. But I think that, um, but I don't know. I just, I just, I really just like that. I I like the Maple Grove team. I think they just had a lot of skill and grit. And I think, uh, I think Creighton's very, very good, but I think it's a tough draw for him.
0: A couple of marquee names, Creighton, Aaron Hall, you got Jake Fisher. Yep, you got Finn Brink and I'll just a, a little teaser for you and for the listening audience my colleague Chip Scoggins had an idea he wanted to follow a team from the conclusion of the section final uh to as much of the state tournament as as he's allowed to to be ringside for and there are some a little bit of complications with that but he's going to be there I, I think the story I imagine the story will come out maybe after the state tournament is passed but He's embedded with Maple Grove right now. And, and I'm, I look forward to see what he puts out because he's a, he's, of course, has a, a, a track record of, of really thoughtful and insightful stories. And, and I think this will be another one of those, uh, on, on, and this time on, on boys hockey. So keep, uh, keep an eye out for that. Start should be leaders. Uh, the second game of Thursday is number three seed Edina against Moorhead and Edina is. I watched them beat YZ, they, uh, they're, you can't, I mean, you got Jackson Nevers, of course, who's the, the household name, but after, after that, they just got a lot of guys that just play it the right way and and they can just overwhelm you or, or wear you down, or they just don't do a lot of things where they beat themselves. And, and I think that's going to be a, a real benefit to them. And Moorhead is real interesting because they had three kids that left to the USHL over the off season. And they had a Bantam double A kid who went to, uh, one of the national development team, uh, programs. So they thought maybe the cupboard was bare and, and here they are back in the state tournament. So credit to John Ammerman and what he's doing up there. But what, uh, what's this matchup look like for you?
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, this is, this is, this is a sneaky toss up. I, when I, when I look at this more of a four or five game than what the mm-hmm. four or five game is. Um be honest with you I think uh i mean you know, I played both teams that you're, you're again head on with the you know Garina. they're just you know they're just very structurally sound and they won't they won 't beat themselves and um if they get a lead watch out um uh, more but morehead uh, moorhead's got an excellent goalie, and if you kind of look at their scores they're they were in a lot of things and they they played a lot of these teams early on um I, I I still give Edina an edge here, uh, but Moorhead's goalie is is very sharp, and if Moorhead gets the lead, um, Edina with the lead is deadly. They have they have a lead that is so hard to get through, and that's you saw that in the section final. You they, they got a goal right away in Wayzata, and Wayzata dominated that second period. The ice was tilted.
0: Yeah, um, I it. it was definitely. I was there. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it was tilted, and I was watching it online. And, uh, but again, uh, their goalie was equal to the task, but I just think, um, the thing is, I, you know, I will tell you that the deep traditions of both these programs and staff and the teams in this, this tournament, I think just makes this a really, really interesting, um, interesting game. And I think that I think this one could go down the wire. I think this is the four or five game of the tournament myself. You
0: know, and I think I wonder if, you know, we're tournament. We go back a long way with the tournament. It's something we enjoy, and we you know we understand its place in, in Minnesota history. I'm wondering if it's because uh, Moorhead is the lone representative from Greater Minnesota in AA, or if it's the 0 for 8 in these championship games over their history. I, you always feel like you want to pull for them, and all right, this is the year, you know, this, this is the group, you know, and I feel yeah. maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but it, they always. They're the people's champ, I think, in a lot of ways.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, who who wouldn't? I mean, who wouldn't want them? They'd, they'd never, they they'd never want it. And uh, like you say, with the with the way the sections are drawn up, um, you know, unfortunately, it's uh, kind of the only you know greater Minnesota team that we have. You know, so I mean, let's face it, it's like uh, you know, out where they come from, no one around Moorhead wants them to win, but everyone <laughs> in the everyone in the metro doesn't have a problem with them, so they'll cheer for them. <laughs> All right, let's
0: go to the evening session. We've got number one Minnetonka and Hill Murray. Minnetonka, if you read the words of Sean Goldsworthy, their coach, he was he was not ashamed to say he believes they should be right where they are, the number one seed. We played everybody, we've beaten everybody. We were the number one team. And and actually, um, I, I can't argue with him. <laughs> it's, it's a little surprising to hear a coach be that bold, but you can back it up
1: well yeah i mean it's i mean that's pretty pretty much a no brainer that they would be um they'd be the number 1 i think i think he was probably a little churlish because he was the number 2 seed in the cuz cha- Chan Hansen had beaten him and so the way the seedings go um yeah you know, again the gold standard is kind of head to head and that's of course why he you know they both and let's face it um it's a double overtime game so I I don't think anyone was really uh, uh, there's any grave injustice that was done there. (laughs) So, but Tonka is high end and uh, and certainly um, they're everyone's favorite as well as they probably they probably should be. So, uh, Sean boldly claiming, "Hey, we're the best, you know, we're best team in the state." It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they probably are, but that doesn't mean you're going to win the tournament. Yeah. It just, you know, it just I saw,
0: yeah, I saw Hill Murray win their section final. You're going to be hard-pressed to name one of their kids other than their goaltender. But, hey, you know what? They've got guys that have, have come together. They've they've been out of sorts all year with injury and illness and this, that, and the other. And it's like we talked about earlier with Alexandria in a lot of ways. Uh, now Hill Murray feels like they're they've, they're on top of their game. They've got their guys in the places they want them. And they feel like you know what, if nothing else, we're going to put our best foot forward at the tournament, and they're not going to be afraid of Minnetonka whatsoever. So, you know, you gotta, you don't want to leave a team like Hill Murray hanging around because they may spoil some part of this party.
1: Well, the the thing is, is that again with Hill Murray, and they've, you know, they've had a lot of, they've had a lot of struggles, but that's kind of, it's kind of the advantage you have too when you don't have, you know, kind of that you get. You get, uh, you know, some of these teams come out of these sections that are just a juggernaut, but you can go through those struggles and use it as learning, knowing that you still have the opportunity. And Hillary certainly cashed in on that. However, with all that said, again, if you look at their scores, they're not getting, they weren't getting blown out by anyone. I mean, they play as tough a schedule. I mean, their conference schedule is what is what it is, but they're outside. I mean, they lost the Dinah twice, 2 1, right? right? 2 1. So. Uh, the thing that was going to hurt Hill is they because of their youth and that is that they just have a very difficult time um, scoring goals and uh, I would agree I saw you know I would agree with Bill I think his goalie is incredibly underrated. That kid is really really good and uh, and that makes, makes them a scary opponent for Minnetonka. Uh, but I'll tell you what uh, if Hillmer's got to get to three to win this game, that's going to be
0: a – that's going to be a – that's that's a steep hill. Sure. <laughs> hill. <laughs> Very good.
1: Oh, I didn't mean that.
0: Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I also, tip of the cap to churlish. That's the word I just don't hear enough around. So, well, uh, the, the nightcap, number four, Andover, you're defending class 2A champions against Lakeville South, the five seed. And is that is we, we talk about that as the coin flip game all the time. Does that – does this four or five seed – Fall into that, or is this something where Andover is, or or South is worth a little bit higher profile than what they ended up getting?
1: Okay, I mean, I, no doubt you don't want to disrespect any team that's in the state tournament because all these kids are sec, all these teams are section champions, and it's tough to get, it's tough to get out of sections. But Andover is, I, I put Andover in Maple Rose category. Um, they played just an incredible game last year. Uh, they were a circle game for everybody. Um, and I just think that, I think that Northwest Suburban, uh, is Northwest Suburban, isn't it? Northwest Suburban Conference. You are correct. Um, is really good. And I think that it's really good. And I think it's very much on par with the late conference, uh, very much sure. on par. And, and so I just think that this, this has looked to me more of a 6-3 game. You know than a five four than a five four game, and uh, I just can't. I, I just I, I really like Andover. Their team and Mark Manny didn't talk a lot about it um, because he doesn't talk about who he's missing. But some of his losses and stuff early on struggles, he had a lot of kids out, and uh, and and they're and they're all back now. So um, a very 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 dangerous team, uh, very dangerous. You know, Lakeville South. I will tell you what, the one thing that might go to Lakeville South's favor is if, if Andover wants to run and gun, that's what Lakeville South wants to do. They really mm-hmm. like to get up and down the ice. So from that standpoint, and Mark Manny tends to let his teams play as well. Um, you know, some of these guys won't let them make a creative play at all. And I know Mark allows a little more of that. And so I think Lakeville South is looking for. Hey, let's go up and down the ice and, and and have this thing be wide open. So that could, uh, if they have a chance, that that's it right there in my book.
0: I, I I guess I'm trying to think about what you said here for these quarterfinal matchups. But is there a team that has a more the the most favorable matchup in your mind that may or may not fall along seating lines? Is there a, a matchup that stands out to you that you think, oh, that that doesn't mean they're the better team, but they're the better team for the matchup.
1: I think Moorhead's matchup with Edina is good. I think you have two very structurally sound teams. I think they both play very conservatively, and I think that's I think that's actually a very good draw for Moorhead. Even though I really like Edina a lot, I mean, but I think for Moorhead's style of play, um, I think that's a I think that's a very good draw for them.
0: And then the the converse, the the least favorite draw, the least the least favorite uh, quarterfinal matchup was there
1: one that- I I think I I think uh I, I think Creighton got a tough draw on Maple Grove. I just think yeah. they did. Yeah. I think that's a real tough one. Just just because I again, I you said Jake Fisher. I mean, uh Funk has some just really incredible forwards that can put the puck in the net. Uh but I think they've struggled a bit in their in, in their end this year and um uh, Maple Grove um I mean, boy, <laughs> You, you mentioned Finn brink he is he's something special he is so um if they can contain him but but we'll see right well
0: that's why we're going to drop the puck and play it so no doubt very much for your time and your insight you're one of the good guys in the sport and i appreciate any chance i have to visit with you
1: so thank Not, you no no it's fun thank you david we'll uh we'll be in touch sir. all right take, take care